that traffic passed by was very ethereal sounding. <laughs> I promise I'm not actually high. <laughs> Insert theme song here. Strangely enough, the illicit vibrations encoded with light rays and walked through the dawn. Oh my god. It's like Keats in the room? So I wrote that, just kidding. (laughs) So that's my journal. Dear Terry. (laughs) That is followed by bong-related coughing, according to azlyrics.com. That is a chunk of the song, Bong Song, by the Butthole Surfers. Oh my god. The Butthole? Are they just Butthole? Are they the Butthole? I don't know, actually. Are you just butthole search? I think it is just butthole. I don't Fake think fan it. alert. <laughs> I do think that they get rid of the the. Well, we that was the it. most stonery shit I could find on short notice, and I feel like the bomb song is fitting. Right. Welcome. <laughs> what a long intro. <laughs> Welcome, on that note, to a warped to remember. I'm Rachel, and I'm joined by... Zoe. And in case you missed the memo and you haven't listened to our other episodes, which I highly recommend. Yeah. Pun intended. Well, not all the episodes are about weed. That's just this episode. <laughs> but uh, uh, We're a podcast. We're two best friends who love pop punk and we love Warped Tour and we just love music. And every week we get together and we talk about the memories, the culture, the history. Once a month we do a kick-ass history episode about a year of Warped Tour in particular, do kind of a deep dive. And this episode is a very special episode because it's just in time for 420. So we're going to be going through, I picked three songs that Zoe doesn't know. Zoe picked three songs that I don't know. And they're our ideal pop punk songs to blaze to. And at the top, I feel like we should say we live in the state of California. We're both over the age of 21. Cannabis is legal here for recreational use. I'm not confirming or denying that we use it. Yeah, We're a mystery. We may be method actors. You don't know. I have never in my life, clearly. Obviously. (laughs) Um, But that being said, I mean, use responsibly if you choose to use. Yes. Be thoughtful about what you do and how you do it. But... Also, have some fucking fun. And maybe uh, maybe take a little something and uh, listen to this podcast. Yeah, right? Relax a little bit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but there we, there we go. Is that a good enough intro? That's I think what we beautiful. do here, right? Yeah, that's what we do, right? That's what we do. Absolutely. Also, follow us on social media. What does it say? At A Warped to Remember on Instagram, on Facebook, on MySpace, believe it or not, baby. And also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we're at Warped number two remember on twitter it's the only different handle which makes me very angry (laughs) um but hit us up with your favorite songs to blaze to whether they be pop punk or not we could use some recommendations absolutely hit us up talk to us let's open up the communicado so to speak (laughs) that's grammatically incorrect in spanish but i was trying to be fun I appreciate it. You know. Thank you so much. Touching out. Believe it or not, I'm not high. No, we're both actually 100% sober. It's a Monday night, baby. I yeah, have right. to do. <laughs> we are working ladies. Mm-hmm. We have to be in It the- kind of makes it sound like we're ladies. I know. Like. I was like, wow, there's no way to- Why? We are young professionals. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. In industries. <laughs> industries TM. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so should we jump in on that note? Yes. My most rambling, high-sounding intro ever, despite me not being high. Yeah, that's what we got. 
Do you want to start? Do you want to do the sure. honors? I will. I will get us started. Um, so this, my first song is uh, maybe a little on the nose, but I thought we got to start a little on the nose for today. Love it. This is Hero Joanna by No Effects. Finally, it's about time we put no effects properly on the pod. I know, right? So <laughs> we're like, it's the like, 90s. Trust us. They were around and then we never I picked know. them. No effects for me was just always one of those bands. I was like, yeah, it's there. But it was just it was like so heavily for dudes that I never yeah. felt like it was a space that I should be in or like wanted to be in necessarily. Mm-hmm. But this song, I do have to say, I actually appreciate his the, the melody that they wrote for this because mm-hmm. it really does... He actually just kind of sings it. And like, yeah. it's actually a little bit more gentle yeah. than some of their other stuff. Even though, like we just said, that the, the drums are like unrelenting. The drums are just, aggressive. The drums are like so hard the whole time. But then he actually just kind of sings like kind of lighter over mm-hmm. them. Um, so this is off of their album, Pump Up the Vallum. Vallum? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. V-A-L-U-U-M. Like, not Valium, but just, like, yeah. Valum. Volume? Volume. Volume. What does that mean? No fucking idea. I'm dumb. Pump up the volume. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, it is, uh, it's uh, Pump Up the Volume. This was, or Valum. This was uh, released in 2000. Um, for anybody who's not familiar with NoFX, I should say that it, like, they spell their name N-O-F-X. Um, oh, what terrible album art. Yeah, the, t- the album art is terrifying. It's, like... I... Can't look at this. I can't listen to this high because I'll look at the album art and have a panic attack. So don't look at the album art when you listen (laughs) to this high. But uh, I picked this song obviously because the lyrics are just very straight on the nose. The first line is "Light the match, burn the flower." So there we go. Um, But I really I appreciate the line when happiness can be bought for a little more than free modern day prohibition. Um, Wow. And then, of course, he says, are we men? Are oh, it's supposed children? to be Valium. I just looked it oh. up. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. No. It, good. Okay, so it's Valium. The, the album's title deliberately misspells the trademark Valium to avoid a lawsuit. <sighs> oh, gotcha. Similar to the one that the Melvins faced for their album Lysol. <laughs> Excellent. This is according to Wikipedia, so take that with a shake or a salt. No, perfect. Sorry, I had to know. I appreciate it. No, I'm good. I'm glad we got an answer to that because I did not know. Um... <laughs> So this song is just very much about, like, um, the only real drug problem is scoring real good drugs, is one of the lines. <laughs> like, it's very specifically, like... Oh, that's a one? bumper sticker on someone's Trans Am. <laughs> yes. In, in somewhere in the middle of nowhere, California, but still California. Yes, still California. Like Bakersfield. Yes. <laughs> um, it's just a... It really is kind of just like a, it is short. Like we were saying, that it's a little bit longer than normally. For yeah, this what's the full genre? duration? 
two minutes something, I think. Yeah. It is... I love that that feels long. 2.46. Yeah, right? 2.46? It's almost a three for... Yeah, right? But it, And it has this really interesting, which another one of my songs I picked for today has the same... The outro. Mm-hmm. This, like, instrumental outro, which is actually yeah. kind of nice. And it... This is why it makes me feel like a stoner song, of that it's like when you um, get blazed and you have a point to make and you make your point and then you like kind of get lost in your point and you just like kind of let it, you have that like long pause or you're just like letting things happen. Like that's what I think about this outro. It's just like the singer. You're like, wait, how long has it been? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was like, wait, am I supposed to come? I'm not going to come back in. I made my yeah. point. Like, um, I'm done. You guys good? The drummer is like, you know, yeah. needs to. The drummer's right? clearly on coke, and yeah. everyone else smoked weed. <laughs> well, that was right because this song also does like definitely references cocaine with the uh, who's got uncut powder. Mm-hmm. So like, there's definitely don't, this... don't do coke. Yeah. Also, don't do coke's hard. addictive. Don't do hard drugs. <laughs> it just astounds me. I'm just gonna step up on a soapbox real quick. Yeah. I feel like our generation, especially like millennials, have fully embraced cocaine. Even though all our parents did it in the 80s and they all got fucked up and ruined and none of them have <laughs> septums anymore. Ooh, well, yeah. my parents did not. Full props. Mm-hmm. But, um, Neither did mine. But, I mean, like, all coke's, like, back in a big way and people just, like, conveniently forget that it's addictive as shit and yeah. will, like, literally destroy your nose. Yeah. So just, like, PSA. Like, I'm not here to judge you. Only God can judge us. And, <laughs> you know, God Reliant K. <laughs> <laughs> our Jesus kings. <laughs> Reliant uh. K. Um, Are they making an, uh, an appearance today? No. Oh, God. Yeah, because they have a bunch of blazing songs. Yeah, Come on. I could see Could you imagine? Like, we should do... That one with Jesus. We should do a <laughs> Christian pop punk episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, we probably Anne should. Berlin, and Berlin, K. Christian, and then I'm sure we can reference other religious... Oh, for sure. Right? I There's mean, like Hebrews some... is a whole-ass album there from Say Anything. Yeah. Um, Die to Jew. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Say Anything. Hello. <laughs> But anyway, sorry. I just had to step on my soapbox real quick to be like, guys, Coke's not that great. Please don't. I've never done it. So I guess I'm a nerd. nerd, But don't. (laughs) Smoke some ganja. (laughs) The most annoying thing I've ever said. I can feel my brother like throwing his phone across his car on his way to work. Like, God, she's so annoying. (laughs) I love it. Um, But that is kind of like. Actually, that's so funny that you say only God can judge you because literally the last line of this song is if God created plants and buds that I find and abuse, then who the fuck are you to judge me? And if that's that's a t-shirt I'm gonna wear. Right? If that's not the most like I love that punk, but also stoner thing to say. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it's just a nice. I'm gonna embroider that on a pillow. (laughs) Wow. So it's definitely like a. Oh, you know, it's def- It's no effects. Like, they're their own mm-hmm. freaking thing. They're from L.A. originally. They formed in 1983. The vocalist, bassist, Fat Mike. I mean, like, you get the vibe of this band, even oh if God. you've never heard of them before. If but we this is ever a- take off and get Fat Mike on the podcast, <laughs> he'll be Fat Mike, I'll be Fat Dyke. 
And then we'll start our own. Oh my god! Side is, gig. It's like um the SNL skit. Dyke and Fat. Yeah, Dyke yeah. Fat. <laughs> That's where I got it. There you go. Um, Sorry. Anyway. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So check no FX out if you want some like just real kind of white dude bro. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on this? Song? I mean, I'm. I mean, I said I'm stoked you picked no effects because they've been coming up a lot, especially with where we're at mm-hmm. in the history of Warped. Like we yeah. just did 1997. We're yeah. getting closer to the new millennium yep. when this song was done yep. and no effects has just been there the whole time i mean you said yourself they started in the 80s mm-hmm. i when i think no effects i mean i guess it's more accurate to say when i think punk when i think pop punk yes. i think no effects yeah they're so clearly like the grandfathers of this movement yes and i don't mean that as a dick on their age i just mean like they were around before most of the pop punk bands were yeah and they had this longevity. And I think that they brought punk into a new era and into this like new wave of pop punk. Yeah. And they have always leaned more on the punk end of the spectrum, but they've played so many warp tours and yeah. they're very prolific. Oh yes. But I what I love is this song. I've never heard this song before. Yeah. And it was so pleasant. I mean, like you said, he's actually singing. He is actually the singing. The instrumentation's <laughs> awesome. The drums are very aggressive. Yeah. But like that. The guitars have these glissandos the in them that they just like run these yeah. runs that are just like really fast, a lot of notes all of a sudden. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah. But it's beautiful. Musically, it's fascinating. It's way longer than any of the songs that I would associate them with. They're like, yeah. you know, No Effects, The Descendants. I'm thinking of these, even like Black Flag to an extent. Like, I'm thinking of these bands that were, like, very early 90s, late 80s, Bad Religion, you know? Like, I don't associate them with long songs. Right. I also love that you picked them because this album was released off of Epitaph. Yes, We talked about in the last episode. Yeah. And Epitaph sponsored Warped uh, yep. multiple times. Yeah. And they did um, the compilation in 1997. Yeah. Epitaph's cool. Epitaph has a wild history. And I love that it's musicians for musicians, that it was founded yes. by, you know, actual musicians in the scene doing this shit. Yeah. And they were able to promote other people. I think Bad Religion and No Effects are very much like the Godfathers, yeah. Grandfathers, Godfathers, all of it, of this movement. Yep. And yeah, this was just a really fun yeah. song. I like it. And a lot of these lyrics, I'm like, damn. Yeah. It's I love it. Good lyrics, short lyrics. I think this is a good example of specific songwriting where there's not necessarily a um, rhyme scheme, but mm-hmm. it's... And there's not really... The other thing about this song is there's not really a verse or chorus. Right. Um, it's actually just... It's a short... It's kind of... It's essentially a freeform poem. It is. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah, I appreciate But it's like they put the kind of verse-chorus structure then into the music, into the mm-hmm. guitars and into the drums have like very much a, a phrase pattern. So it's like, you know, they have eight measures or which turns into like maybe 30 seconds of this kind of same chord progression and then they, they start it over again. And so you hear, you your ear hears that in the song, but then, yeah, he doesn't ever refer to, the, like, a, the same line yeah. again, which is, is clever, which is nice. I mean, like, that's, that's you know, good This songwriting. feels like no effects, but elevated. Yeah. It feels like they, like, really found their sound and really, at the same time, stepped out of their yeah. comfort zone, stepped yeah. out of their box a little. It's still so, it still feels like that. Yes. But I don't know. Something about it feels a little more crisp. It feels a little more with it. Yeah. Like they got really blazed and had an epiphany. Yeah. I think they might have. I hope they did for this song. I feel yeah. like. And the music's be- rad. Like that yeah. instrumental blew my mind. Yeah. Right? It's I nice. I love that. I know. I was pleasantly surprised by this song, I have yeah. to say. 
<laughs> All right, should we move on to your sure. first song? Right. We're going in a different direction. You're not going to be surprised at all. Oh, good. Okay. Because I'm predictable <laughs> as shit. If I die and go to hell real soon, it will appear to me as this room. And for eternity, I'd lay in bed in my boxers half stone with the this is, in a shocking twist, I chose a Say Anything song. This is Wow I Can Get Sexual too by Say Anything. Yes. Called her on the phone and she touched herself. She touched herself. She touched herself. I called her on the phone and she touched herself. I laughed myself to sleep. At this rate, I'll be heading for... Friends of the pod will know that this is my favorite band of all time, yep. and we talk with them in every episode, so yep. welcome in case you've never been yep. here before. <laughs> so obviously, the song opens with, if I die and go to hell real soon, it will appear to me as this room, and for eternity I'll lay in bed in my boxers half stoned with a pillow under my head. And he, you know, I'd be chatting on the interweb. It's a whole thing. So <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't outwardly mention weed beyond that first opening moment of like being half stoned but it's just such a mood that's why i picked it it is i know there are more like because when i think stonery songs i usually think more like ska aligned in the pop punk world and also just like rastafarian and yeah all kinds of more like beachy steel drums kind of like (laughs) you know smoking a doobie music or some like good lo-fi like chill hip-hop yes Mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of place pop punk in this realm yeah and as a movement that i think so many people were imbibing and so many people were smoking weed at warp tour and being a part of that lifestyle it's not really reflected in the music in the same way that i think drinking yeah. And even just drug, like the general yeah. recreational drug kind of mantra, but there's not a whole lot of like straight up marijuana songs. Yeah. And please prove me wrong. Hit us up on the socials. Tell me what I'm forgetting. But part of why I picked this song is it just feels like a mood at the risk of being so annoying and just saying mood. But really it is. I mean, I wanted to pick, I'll get into it with my next songs, but each of my songs kind of represents a different part of Mm-hmm. weed to mm-hmm. me and I think wow I can get sexual too is like the it's the epitome of you're home alone you took an edible or you just like straight up smoked and you're on the computer and you're like now's the time where like my family should stop listening to this <laughs> but you know you like get blaze and you like kind of watch porn but you're like kind of desensitized to it but you don't really know where you're at yeah 100%. it's this is that song <laughs> like he's chatting on the internet with this woman who is I think a sex worker, I would assume, based on the lyrics. I think so. That he like yeah. hit up a cam girl or something. Probably. Um, and he's just like stoned and he's laughing his ass off. And that to me is so representational of just like solo high on your own on the couch. Yeah. Laughing. Yeah. Yes. And it's and it's exactly self-deprecating enough in true Max Bemis fashion. Yes. It's just it just makes that whole I feel like I'm there with him yeah you know and it's catchy as shit it is someone's drag racing outside. 
<laughs> it's catchy as shit. It's one of their better known songs for sure. Yeah. One of their best known songs, I would argue. Yeah. And they played Warped many times and they definitely headlined with this song. Oh yeah. And so I feel like it represents the movement and it represents weed. I don't think it, I don't think those have to go together cuz like I said the music the pop punk world doesn't fully reference weed as much as I think they should. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it marries those two for me. Like they played Warped, that song was at Warped and then this song to me represents the like couch potato high. Yes. I don't know what I want 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 I totally agree. I, I don't know if we mentioned this is off of the album Is a Real Boy, which oh, yeah. came out in 2005. Um, but I... <sighs> 2005. I know 2005, which actually seems later than... That just seems early to me. Really? Because I got so into Say Anything in like, 09. Oh, but they had been so established okay. at that point. Like, it makes logical sense. I just... I, that just blows my mind. I was already like very much in the scene when this came out. And mm-hmm. so... I remember it coming out and being like very excited because it's a great album. It's a it's a long album. Mm-hmm. I think it's with like two discs yeah, too. Two discs, which was like very became like a thing for them. Yeah. Um, well, I came in and in defense of the genre. Yes. So that is yeah. so much more how I define it. But yeah, that's wild. Um, I actually thought about this song too, and I definitely did because I I agree with you. Like, there's definitely the the kind of parts of being high, and one of them for me is definitely. If I were to ever imbibe. Um, <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically. I can imagine that. Um, we, like, there's definitely, like, a specific kind of horny that you get when you get high sometimes. Thank you. Yes. And it's just, like... My mom and my dad probably tuned right back in. And like, Guys, <laughs> start your episode. Again, we're method actors here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get into character mm-hmm. of how we feel about this. How would I, one feel? Mm-hmm. I believe one would feel that... There's like a really specific corny that you get, and mm-hmm. it's it's like because your senses are, I would imagine, very like heightened in a way, but dull but, at yes, the same time. That's what time. I was gonna say. Like heightened so, and dull. Yeah, it's like, which is really lovely, and mm-hmm. um, I I really I love this song because I do I agree. Like it's you get kind of like frisky and you like like that action and like I mean, high sex is really great and. It's allegedly, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it, this is such a great song. This is such a bop. We were talking about the um, the musically. This is such a great, great song. Mm-hmm. It's um, the, his vocals are so lovely. He really just again he does a really beautiful job of singing very easily over the um, the rest of the band. He uses his falsetto really nicely when he goes up kind of high and floaty, mm-hmm. and he I think he uses it. Um, and I think Max Bemis overall is one of those singers that knows when to use it for like the right effect on the word, yeah. which I really appreciate. Because I think he could belt out those high notes if he wanted to, but he doesn't, mm-hmm. and I like that um, because I think it's smart. And the, the guitars are great. The drums are really nice. There's um, the... They have like a, uh, a synth or a keyboard that they put on the organ setting mm-hmm. that actually plays some really beautiful 
and it's subtle, like you kind of have to listen for it, but these really beautiful little phrases that are just kind of like, there's almost like a reverence to it. Yeah. I like, I love the like organ vibe in the background because I mean, he says, if I die, go to hell real soon. It will appear to be this room. Like there's something about it that feels almost purgatory. esque. (laughs) where you're just like kind of in a state where it's not bad, but it's not great. And you're just kind of, in it and it's like you said heightened but dull yes and i feel like the music really reflects that as well it's very layered and when the when the other vocals come in and we layer it we get that kind of sing-along that bridge is so lovely it's so lovely it gets me every time it's so fun to sing in the car i said that a million times already it's just great all right this is my second choice this song i learned about today oh i Um, can't wait but it's a, it's, I like the song. I mainly picked it for the title. But here we go. Love it. Let's listen. Why the hell am I in my room? Collecting dust with the books I'll never read to. So this is, dude, weed is fucking tight. <laughs> and there's, there is an ellipsis in there, so there is. Oh, I, re- I read it in my brain yeah. as such. Facing problems, but tonight I guess we'll stay intact. With all the memories I still lack, I've lost it all. Burned up the canvas inside the heart. This is by Spectre Shores off of their 2015 Spectre. They spell it like the French ghost. Like the James Bond film. Yes. What different points of reference we have. (laughs) (laughs) Love us. The French ghost. There's a beautiful beautiful Berlioz uh, song about the Spectre of the Rose, Uh the ghost of the Rose that laid Mm -hmm. upon your bosom at the party and then it was in paradise all night and then withered it. Ooh, I love that. It is. It's gorgeous. It's I've Ooh. sung it. It's a beautiful song. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is Spectre Shores. Um, this is off their t- 2015 album, Songs About Starting Over. Love so it. So you couldn't get more emo if you tried. Mm-hmm. Um, they. I honestly don't have too much information about them as a band because they. Um, they're on Bandcamp, if anybody is really interesting. I think they maybe are from New York. No, excuse me. They're from Massachusetts. Get the fuck out. Oh, wow. Worcester? Worcester? Oh, sorry, Massachusetts. I don't know how to say any of your weird city names. Um, if you are interested in ever uh, a band completely reliant on iPhone recordings from the last practice is their tagline. What a brand. Right? <laughs> uh, but they looks like the last music they put out was in January of 2016. But this song I found on a Reddit thread. Um, shout wow. out to Reddit Emo. I think that was what the thread was. Of just like songs to blaze to. And this song I picked specifically because of the title. Yeah. Because the lyrics themselves like aren't necessarily like regardless like regarding weed. 
But the first, it starts with why the hell am I in my room, collecting dust with books I'll never read too soon. Uh, already tried to ca- crack the case, but now you're written on my walls and it's written on my face. I think I literally wrote that. <laughs> it is. It is a good. I feel so <laughs> yeah. seen by right? this. And I feel so seen, like a scene kit, you know? Yes. Double scene on the- <laughs> Exactly. Wow. Um, I kind of love it. Yeah. So it's, it's very much... Uh, like I mean I, I I think it's one of those songs that like this is the kind of chill vibe that I could see really enjoying mm-hmm. like it's not too in your face like no effects it's like not super fun you know it's not like the funny tongue-in-cheek like mm-hmm. say anything it's very much just a, like this is a nice like easy song to listen to also though I mean the musically this is like these guitar that guitar is so impressive really good the guitar blew my mind i'm gonna blaze and listen to that guitar specifically yeah it kind of reminds me i don't know what the effect is but um like on bury a friend by billy eilish the way that the drill sound sounds like it's spiraling yeah it sounds like it's like twisting and turning through your ears yeah that's the vibe of this guitar. Yes. I realize it's a very specific stretch, but listen to Billie Eilish and then listen to that. <laughs> this is the kind of, like, you can imagine it's like you're in your room, you're writing in your journal, mm-hmm. and but you're like, there's like tie-dye somewhere that you're mm-hmm. just kind of watching kind of swirl. Or, no, you know what's what even more what it is? It's the smoke off incense. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like twisting. I feel like this is... The antithesis of wow, I can get sexual too. Yes, I feel absolutely. like Max Bemis is very like stoned, self-deprecating, giggling, and then this beautiful gent—I don't know his name—is like very self <laughs> self-deprecating but unhappy and waxing poetic and yes. introspecting. They're very much the opposite sides of getting blazed in your room by yourself. Yes. I like his vocals, and I said, I mean, I don't know how you want to clip it out, but, like, while we were listening to it, I love that they do, they start kind of meandering, and then they get that kind of, the drums really come in, and you, like, build up, and any other pop punk band, especially, would start screaming at that point, and he didn't, he completely maintained his, like, chill vocal composure the whole song, and it was really soothing. It's nice, and it's very much, I do think in the pop punk and emo world, sometimes the energy of like being in this band and like having yeah. a thing to say definitely takes away necessarily from the vocal performance of like especially if they're singing like a, a rather like tender song or like mm-hmm. an introspective song but they're screaming it at you you kind of lose the meaning of the song but I do yeah. think he stays in that mood I think a lot of times the medium is the message especially in this genre I mean mm-hmm. we talked about ska a little bit last week and you yeah. said you know all ska sounds the same to you and when I was talking about Let's Face It, which is one of Mighty Mighty Boston's more political songs, a lot of times it gets lost because you just feel the music and you're not really listening. And then I think, too, the flip end of the spectrum is when you're shouting, I can't really tell what you're saying, my dude. Yep. And I I feel what you're feeling, yeah. but I don't know what you mean. Yeah. And so it's refreshing to have this very steady, very well pronounced, just like, here's how I'm feeling and here's what's going on in my head and I'm letting you know. Yep. In a very calm, cool, and collected way. Yep. I like it. Check maps and posters, but nothing's left. Bags for bridges, we stole what's best. Someday, I'd like to make up my damn mind. 
ready, baby. Smoke You Out by the Donnas. Hell yes. I, I fucking love the Donnas. They were huge for me growing up. This track in particular is off the album Bitchin' from 2007, which is my favorite Donnas album by and far. It's so good. <laughs> Um, all their shit's great, but oh, Bitchin' was just like their pinnacle <laughs> greatness. Yeah. Every song fucking rips. They work so well together. The guitar solo is blowing my mind. And they're all fucking yeah. chicks. They're all rad ladies who yep. kick ass. And in 2007, I was like 12, and that was huge for me. Yeah. Especially because my biggest musical influence both musically, culturally, and emotionally, it was Joan Jett. Yeah. And so to have a current band that's not just female-led, but all women, mm -hmm. slapping in this way was amazing. But I digress in a big way. I picked this song, duh, because of lyrics, number one. <laughs> um, the song opens with, Backyard rooftop, let's get dirty. Syrup sinks in by 10.30. Superstitious, so delicious. I'm your smokestack mystery. Oh my god. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then it goes into green temptation, kind donation. It's just so good. And then I've got something bad for you. I've got it bad for you. It's both horny and weed related. My two favorite things. Um, and so the chorus is, I'm going to smoke you out. You know, you can't stop it. Yeah, we're going under. Just let it roll. I'm going to smoke you out. You can't stop it. Now we're going under. Just let it go. Child, I'm going to smoke you out. You can't stop it. Yeah, we're going under. Just let it roll. I'm going to smoke you out. You can't stop it. Now we're going under. Just let it go. Child, I'm going to smoke you out. Um, there's a couple references to crystals and rhinestones that makes me nervous that they might be singing about meth. I don't think they are, but it made me a little nervous <laughs> when I pulled up the lyrics. Um, but so anyway, like I said, I chose my songs because I wanted distinct mm -hmm. vibes for each. So the Say Anything tracks very much like Couch Potato in Your Room. The Donnas are very much like borderline skunkweed on a roof or in a parking lot somewhere. Mm -hmm. And just having like a fun rock and roll night. Like it's a skunky sativa. You're ready to rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's my, you know, the next chapter of my weed journey that I've carefully <laughs> curated this, this episode. And so obviously the lyrics, but I love the music. The music shreds, I said, like the guitar is so good. Um, but what's really fun about it for me especially is that it, it is so referential to the 70s and 80s, mm -hmm. to like the hard rock, like 70s and 80s kind of stuff and it also 70s especially for me it just feels like dazed and confused kind of like driving around your town there's nothing better to do um 
kind of thing. Like, I feel like my mom would have listened to the Donnas in high school, which is mm-hmm. a glowing recommendation because Gina has phenomenal taste. I Shout out it. to my mom. Um, who's in a band. <laughs> Fun fact. Follow Retro Chick on Instagram. Hell yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah. So I think because this feels like the, like, skunkweed in the back of the El Camino parking lot rooftop you name it like something questionable that kind of vibe Mm -hmm. and it's referential to like the fun 70s detroit rock city dazed and confused kind of vibe as well yeah which is why i picked it but please share your thoughts (laughs) no i love it i've never i haven't heard this song i've heard of the donnas definitely and and listened to some of their music but i never really had a chance to get into them too much but i this was great it was uh i girl groups are amazing (laughs) Like, just hands down. Well, and I girl think what's amazing just is really they're great. not even, like, I wouldn't even consider them a girl group. I consider them, like, no. a hard rockin' yes. fuck. Like, no, I get what you mean. But you know what I mean? Like, they're just, like, a hard rockin' group. And yeah. I feel like so few bands nowadays can rip that way. No one wants to. Right. There's something so classic about, like, their guitar especially that just kind of brings me back to, like, the good, good shit that I listen to with with my family growing up, you know? Yeah. Just, like, good, good classic rock, and I think so few rock groups do that. And I was a little skeptical to pick them because they're not quite pop-punk, obviously. They have much more classic roots. Mm-hmm. And to my knowledge, they never played Warped. I would be shocked if they did. They're an yeah. all-women rock band. Right. That's too much of an ask, especially right. in 2007 when everyone was fully emo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, if this album yeah. came out, I think that, like, this album came out at a time where, like, the scene was so fractured yeah. that it they didn't maybe get yeah like had this been if this was coming out now i feel like they might get a different reception mm-hmm. if they like added, i think their timeline was very odd because yeah. they were early 2000s all the way through i think even late 90s to be honest yeah um i also partially how i first heard about them was they were on the vh1 series where they would do like i love the 70s i love the 80s oh, okay. and they would bring on all these different celebrities to talk about like trends and fads and my brother and I were fascinated by the show as kids and they would talk about like the 80s and the 90s yeah. and they brought on the Donnas Jason Mraz was on it first his fingernails were so long and so gross Ooh. I distinctly remember but they would have like Does house like, sparks guitar on picking? Is that I don't know maybe they had like house sparks on that show the Donnas Jason Mraz like it was the weirdest hodgepodge of people and they were all talking about like pop culture and it was very entertaining Paul F. Tompkins was on it yes. but anyway so I had initially heard of them that way they did a kick-ass cover of Dancing With Myself, um, which is one of my favorite Billy Idol songs of all time. And I believe it was on the Mean Girls soundtrack, and I'm too lazy to look it up. But I'm 99% sure that's what it was on. If it's yes. not, it's on the Freaky Friday soundtrack. But I'm pretty sure it's the Mean Girls soundtrack. That's They very much feel like the adult, real version of the Josie and the Pussycats. Dude, that's my brand. <laughs> I know. I love it. Like, it's it's great. It's It pumps you up. Yeah, they also did a great cover of Strutter for the Detroit Rock City soundtrack, actually, now that I mentioned that movie. Um, It wasn't in the film, but the album that went with it were a bunch of contemporary bands covering Kiss, and it's great. I love them. So they had a decent amount of success. It always feels like they're doing it for them and not for anybody else. And I think that's kind of, I think that was the appeal of bands like NoFX for, you know, the straight white dudes of the world. Right. So finally to have this other group, because like, of course these straight white dudes are unabashedly themselves. Yeah. (laughs) But to have the Donnas be like, we're here, this is happening was great. And I mean, obviously there's still a bunch of white ladies. We're not perfect. Right. 
everyone's, you know, got a different social location. But it it was very powerful for me as a kid, and it's still powerful for me now. I love them, and I love this song. Good. You ready for my last? Yes. Okay, great. Your swan song. My swan song. Oh boy, I'm not trolling anyone with this song, I promise. I picked 303s for an episode, so. This is, I legit, this song is, all right, here we go. This is Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo by Bloodhound Gang. If I get you in the loop when I make a point to be straight with you then In lieu of the innuendo, in the endo, my intento I'm Brazilian white spoon egg, so pathetically I don't wanna beat around the bush Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo Wow! <laughs> This song, it's off of their album, Hefty Fine, that was released in uh, 2005. And I didn't realize this, but Bloodhound Gang, it was uh, basically just panned by music credits, this whole album. I'm sure. This is the only album of theirs that I know, and I know every song. And I actually know every song really well, because... I can tell. You knew all the words of this shit. Yes. So... (laughs) Um, this was very much my same idea of pick of when you did say anything tonight. This was this was my love version of like yeah. that that joking song that just makes you laugh the whole time. Yeah. And I let in with mine and you closed out with there yours. It was beautiful. Right. So literally obvious so the, the Fox Rat uniform Charlie Kilo are the military uh, alphabet for yeah. fuck. Yeah. If anybody missed that. Um, the all of the lyrics, the entire lyrics of the song are all just innuendos about sex. Yep, literally all just that's the entire song. Um, it's kind of gross, honestly. The entire album "Hefty Fine" is like other songs are called "Balls Out," "Farting with Walkman On," "Diarrhea Runs in the Family." Oh boy! Um, <laughs> so it's what year did this come out? Two thousand five. Wow, because yep. I was thinking like. You know, back in the day when Blink was like yeah. potty humor, but this was after that, no, right? <laughs> this is very much their others. You must know their their oh, most you and me, song. baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No doubt. That's I know why, Bloodhound Gang. I just yeah. didn't know the song. That's why I was. Uh, but singing, when you said it, I'm like, of course it's Bloodhound Gang, and that's why I was singing "You and Me, Baby" all this past weekend because I just listened to this. Um, so it's a. Uh, I don't know if they ever played Warped Tour, but they maybe, like, did us stop, like, maybe once. It would make sense. Yeah. We'll find out. They were very much in the, um, kind of in this same genre, but they, they just went ham. Like, all of their stuff always is just ham on the jokes. Like, Mm -hmm. they... I don't think they took themselves very seriously. I don't yeah, really they're think basically they... a parody band. Exactly. I don't even know if they really took their job seriously, to be honest. But I... I just... This song is... It's ridiculous. The music video for this song is... Uh, features Bam Margera. <gasps> Bam Margera? Bam Margera? Oh my god, I, I had a crush on him as a kid. Yeah, so he's really good friends with the lead singer of the... Of course he is. Yeah, of this band. And he... The whole music video is him driving around in a giant banana <gasps> car. How have I never heard of this? I was... 
so into Viva La Bam. You do not understand. Ooh. My brother and I were so into Jackass, and I got so into Viva La Bam. My brother had a Viva La Bam t-shirt, and I wanted it so bad. Yes. And he had the Jackass Converse, and I wanted those so bad, and they were too big for me because I tried to steal them. I was so mad. But we love... Oh, yeah. I grew up on this, and I can't believe I never saw this music video because Bam Margera is in it. Go. This music video is... I really like this music video. I really, I mean, I viewing it in today's lens, I, so, bam, drives around. So, okay, let me just paint this picture. The, he drives into, like, caverns and tunnels and Kind shit. of, yeah, basically. So, the band is in a tunnel, and so, like, most of the music videos, like, them cutting, like, you know, just performing the song like a normal music video, and then bam is in this banana car, which is obviously just very, ref, you know, referential. Yeah. And he's driving around, and he passes women working in construction sites in bikinis because it's oh, 2005. of course. So, yeah. So, like, we get all these really beautiful, tanned, oiled women working yeah. in construction sites, but he doesn't stop for any of them. But then he gets to the tunnel, and he sees something at the end of the tunnel that makes him very excited. So, of course, he drives that banana right through the tunnel. Oh, no. And at the end of it, it's a dude in rainbow suspenders I love her and yeah and they that's like the end of the song they, I choose to believe that it, it was a well-meaning gay joke it probably wasn't but I'll read it as fun right that's the thing it's like into that the guy at the end he like in his uh rainbow suspenders definitely eats a banana very love suggestively it. so I I think back in the day watching that music video it was kind of like is this like a meant to be kind of like a gay thing but i think watching it now i'm like this looks very pro lgbt which is kind of wonderful and in a way it felt like it was normalizing to me instead of a shameful thing it was that everyone could laugh about it yeah um so this sounds like i mean i haven't seen the video yet i can't wait this sounds like that kind of vibe yeah so why for the blazing why for the blazing episode because like again just like with the say anything one like you just i feel like you just you feel know, like you're past, you're in the circle, you're passing yeah. it around, you're laughing. And you're just kind of like, what are some stupid ways to talk about sex? And it's just like, let's come up with as many just kind of like uh, terrible yeah. innuendos as we can. And then just like laugh about it. Like, it's just very much just like the giggle where you like, you take a bit too far. Yeah. But like, that's just I the whole it. point. Yeah. So. I'm totally <laughs> picturing the That 70 Show yes. like, circle. I'm very much picturing the That 70 Show circle and like one of them like hits this fat bong like bubble yeah. bubble bubble and then they're like vulcanize and they like do it and then they pass it and then the next person hits it and they say something else like they just did they just like made it a game yep i get it i love it i love that you yep. picked it Take us out, Rachel. What is your okay. final song for us today? All right. I also feel like it bears mentioning many amazing, amazing, talented, respectable, reputable people are regular cannabis users. It's not just, it doesn't mean you're dumb. Right. It's not inherently <laughs> a stupid thing. I just like to get so high, I laugh a lot. There you go. I just want to let everyone know. I don't want to perpetuate the stereotype. Yeah, absolutely. But that being said, I'm going to perpetuate the stereotype well. <laughs> Weather's gonna change, so I'm turning off my brain for a minute. I had-
got a premonition that tonight is getting strange So I'm turning up the sound when you get in Cause I can't watch you dig your own grave, dig your own grave today This is Drug by Simple Creatures You got me going round in circles in my head The signals that we send, electric confidence surprising thing ever because I've been obsessed with this song since it dropped. In case you didn't know, Simple Creatures is a new band. It's Alex Gaskarth, the lead singer of All Time Low, and Mark Hoppus, lead singer and bassist of Blink-182. They've joined forces. They've made this, dare I say, super group, even though it's two of them. <laughs> and they just dropped a full EP in March. And this was the first single that they released. This was their debut single as a group. I'm obsessed with it. Um, so I picked my couch potato song. I picked my skunk weed in an alley song. And then this is my on the nose song because drug. Hello. Yeah. And it's a metaphor. This song's not specifically about weed. It's, you know, I can't get enough of your drug. Like I'm addicted to you, you know, whatever classic imagery. Yeah. Um, but what cinched it for me, cause this was the first song that came to mind one, cause I'm listening to it nonstop lately <laughs> and it has the word drug in it. Number two, but what cinched it for me is upon another listen, it ju I'm just reminded of the production value of this song. I think what's really beautiful about it, hearing Mark with a new, because I've said this before, I think Mark Hoppus does best with another person. I think he's good as a team. Um, Plus 44 was good, and Travis brought a lot to the table, but I feel like Mark needs someone else to do vocals with. He can totally mm -hmm. carry a song on his own, but I think it brings out the best in him when he's with another person. Yeah. So this was like my dream scenario because I, as previously mentioned, hate Matt Skiba. Sorry. So I don't listen to New Blink, and this is totally, this scratches the itch I didn't know I've had for a decade. And what I love about this is that the drums are pretty sparse. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, you There's know, like we're so used, yeah, we're so used to Travis just, slapping like killing it and to have a little more pared down mm -hmm. and i think too so much of this song is production it's um a lot of it's digital digitally produced and it has kind of that vibe to it where that's what cinched it for me is like listening to it high as wild <laughs> the way that the it ebbs and flows and they bring in these different sounds to kind of punctuate that aren't quite instruments but they're not not instruments and then that whole, there's like, the last third of the song is this kind of weird underwatery feeling yeah. kind of thing. And whenever I take a really good edible, allegedly, I'll say like, oh, I feel like I'm underwater. And this song, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm underwater. I can't tell what's real and what I'm dreaming anymore. Don't know how to feel when I felt this all before. So, long story long, that's where I'm at. The lyrics are catchy as shit. 
They're exactly simple enough, but exactly yes. smart enough that you feel deep when you're high and you're single and you're like, whoa, fake jewelry wear me out. Like, whoa, you gotta think about it. It's a thinker, but it's also not that complex. Right, right. <laughs> Which I love. And I love both of their voices so much. I always have. I've cooled a lot on All Time Low. I was really big on them back in the day. Um, and it's good to hear his voice again. And it's so amazing to see them working together because... I'll never forget in Alternative Press, there was a special issue where a bunch of musicians did little interviews about the bands that influenced them. And Alex Gaskarth did a whole interview about Blink-182 and specifically about Enema of the State. And he famously wore the nurse's outfit and put on the glove. And I had it on my wall forever. I'll have to find it and post it on the socials because it's at my mom's house. But um, just knowing that All Time Low was so into Blink and Blink was such a huge influence on them and now as like fully grown adults like yeah. he's working next to Mark Hoppus with Mark Hoppus I cannot yeah. imagine what a dream that must be uh, yeah and I love that Mark Hoppus throughout his career has always lent a hand to newer younger artists he's he and Pete Wentz have always been so cool about fostering other bands yeah and especially in a landscape where everyone's trying to pit these bands against each other right and say like this one's better like there was that whole panic of the disco versus fall out boy that neither of the bands were like into they're like why are you making us against each other so we're friends too. i know i love it i love the song it fucking slaps it's brand new yeah um i feel very hip and fresh <laughs> and i think it holds up and i think it's really fun to listen to high on top of it literally being called drug it's interesting to see that this is the progression of the pop punk emo scene mm-hmm. because both like, I don't know if this is where I thought the genre was going to go, to right. be honest. Same. I don't know if I thought I would get this upbeat again or this produced. Like, it mm-hmm. is a very... It's produ- very produced. It's very produced. But there's, it's so produced, and yet that's what I love about it, which I yeah. never would have said for an album like this right. five years ago or right, ten exactly. years ago. Somehow it works now. In 2019, it's our time to shine for this, like, overproduced. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I like it. I, I definitely like it, and I... I think it has a place. I'll be interested to see what maybe if other if this inspires other yeah. collabs. I'd be from, very interested. Like older, like if uh, well, I mean, I guess Gerardway just wrote a couple of well, he wrote one song for Umbrella Academy and did it with right. Ray. But like, it would oh, be interesting which to I still have to listen to. It's good. I love them too much. It's very Gerard. It's just, it's very Gerard in the Well, his solo way. album's great, and his solo yeah. album's very different from My Chem. Yeah. And almost, I would argue, in a similar vein to Simple Creatures, of it's a little more elevated, it's a little cleaner, it's a little more produced. Yeah. It feels more studio. Yes. Than even Killjoys, and Killjoys right. was very produced. Yeah. But I feel like Gerard's solo stuff's a little different. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see kind of, yeah, if this inspires more collaborations. Yes. Yeah. Um, or if this is, you know, kind of a band. Yeah, but it was I'm also like, interested to see if Simple Creatures has longevity. I mean, historically, you know, Boxcar Racer, one album. Plus yeah. 44, one album, yeah. as far as I know. Um, I hope that this lasts, because I love their sound together, and I yeah. think it's a great partnership. I do think it's a good match. I think this is yeah. probably the better match that Mark has made without Tom. Yeah. Yeah. So it's be good. But yeah, this is definitely, I could see this is the, this is the... <laughs> this is the song that you listen to after you've gotten blazed all day and you have to like go out and like go to like do dinners yeah. and you like have to leave your house and you're like all right I gotta get like pumped back up again like go in the real world and you're like this okay. is what I'm gonna go listen to <laughs> yeah see I just see it as like you're in someone's car and they put it on the Spotify like mix or like discover puts it on and you're like what the fuck <laughs> for the production you're like yeah. 
whoa. <laughs> Someone's driving you somewhere and you're like, oh, I wasn't equipped. I wasn't equipped. But in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I think we have a couple honorable mentions. Yes. So actually, one of my um, honorable mentions was going to be Bong Song Butthole Surfers. So. Oh, glad. Yeah, because again, I mean, God, it's just so on the nose. I love it. Um, the other one I would say is "Is Moist Vagina" by Nirvana. Yep, I almost uh, quoted it at the top of the app, and uh, you could have just said marijuana four times. Yeah, for obvious reasons, I didn't pick quote. it if you read the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also said horrible things that my parents won't want to listen to anyway. <laughs> but um, and then I will let Rachel talk about Sublime. Um, but I will say the last honorable mensch I have is "Green Day" by Green Day because it's Ooh, literally fun. about weed. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics. God, I forgot about that. Yeah, the I which I, if anybody's out there, like, how could you we not just like talk about Green Day literally the whole time? Because Green Day, it's literally about weed. Yeah. But um, they're like the the biggest kind of lyric out of that song itself is uh, my lungs comfort me with joy, vegging out on one detail, the rest just crowds around my eyes itch of burning red. I mean, it's very like I love that very specific like details about what happens to you physically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are my... <laughs> I considered pulling up Green Day, and I thought, we've done so much Green Day on the pod, I know. let's not. But I love that you brought that And rightly that up. so. Like, this is, this is Green Day's Green... The song Green Day by Green Day was released in 1990, so, like, it's very early days yeah. Green Day, so yeah. it's a little, definitely on the less polished side. Yeah. A little scrappier. <laughs> yes. But it's very about smokedelic, as some may call it. Yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. What are yours? I mean... I feel like Sublime as a band isn't obviously... Mm. I'm calling it a dishonorable mention. Here's the thing, guys. This is where (laughs) I lose fucking listeners. I've never liked Sublime. I like the idea of Sublime. I like the music of Sublime. The lyrics and the vocals irritate me, and they're problematic as shit at worst and just really depressing at best. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, one of their biggest songs is about a girl who's, like, sexually abused and made to be a prostitute by her dad. Like, that's so what? And I'm not saying it shouldn't exist. I just personally don't like it. But a lot of their songs are very, obviously, you know, Rasta-inspired, very chilling by the beach, smoking a blunt kind of vibe. So I, we'd be remiss not to mention them, but I just don't like listening to them. But if you have any thoughts, please share it. Mine are very... No, that's my limited I take. never really messed with sublime i never they never really were in rotation for me they were on a lot in the bay a lot of alternative stations in the bay would always play them they were kind of with um everclear and Mm -hmm. that i had friends parents who listened to them a lot Uh but they didn't quite trickle down into what i was listening to yeah right (laughs) so it was kind of in that like dad rock thing but like sublime I agree. Like, I always kind of thought that it would be, like, cool to listen to Sublime, but I never, honestly, I, I never can't. really did. So My well. most honorable mention, yes. and I seriously considered it, is She's So High 
Nice. But the cover by Four Years Strong. Oh. So we all know the questionable at best, late 90s, early 2000s, she's so high, high. Oh my God. High up Well, Four Years Strong has one of my favorite albums, not even cover albums, just albums of all time called Explains It All. And it's literally just an album of covers of the songs that inspired them as kids. And the album art is literally pictures of each of them as children. <laughs> and it's so cute. And they cover Ironic by Alanis. They cover No Doubt. They cover Spiderwebs by No Doubt. They cover a lot of female-led um, songs, which I love. Yeah. And I, I think it's great because they're being self-referential. They're like, these women inspired us as well. We love these songs. But She's So High was my most honorable mention. I almost picked nice. it just to be funny. And I loved the other songs just a little too much. <laughs> and then my other... Um, honorable mention is Let It Roll by All Time Low. It's just a beachy song. I think yeah. it's off So Wrong It's Right, um, which is the album I most know them for. It's the one I associate the most with them. And it's when they really started to take off. And that whole album to me to this day just sounds like you're going to the beach with your friends. You're avoiding your responsibility. You're driving out to the beach. Right. You have nowhere else to be really. And you're just living and you're having a great time. And it's so cheesy, but so fun. And so Let It Roll is just like, let the waves roll in. You know, we're going to California. Classic, you know, California. Right. Like pop punk vibes. Um, and then also the pun of let it roll. Like rolling a drunk, you know. But y'all listen to Simple Creatures and hit me up in the comments. Yeah. Go <laughs> Let's talk to, about it. Yeah, go listen to all these songs. Watch all the these videos. Dude, and Spectre Shores? Yeah, Spectre Shout Shores. Shout out to Spectre Shores. Yeah. Hopefully friends of the pod one day. I yeah, hope they're right. still doing shit. Right? I know. Yeah, I really. I dug that. Whoever you are out there, if you ever hear this. <laughs> yeah, Spectre Shores, hit us up. Um, great. Well, this has been really fun. I hope you all have a really wonderful 420. Be very safe yeah. and uh, responsible. Don't go anywhere with a stranger. Never follow a hippie to a second location. And uh, don't hurt yourself or others. Yeah. Guys, just have a chill fun time throw on some tunes tell us what you're gonna listen to on 420 and even if you don't smoke take 420 as a self-care day baby lay around veg out yeah veg out do nothing surf some porn maybe i don't know your life (laughs) it is a saturday yeah so hopefully if you're not working you can just hang out and enjoy yeah enjoy some time off tell us what you like to do on your real time off yes 420 or not (laughs) no we're not not 420 friendly so Thank you so much for listening to Award to Remember. Bye. Think I'll blaze all day and marvel at the mass of food I eat. Squish mittens.